0: Hello, Warden. This is Convict 65813. Yes, I know I'm supposed to be hung right now, but couldn't you give me a 30-minute
1: reprieve? Please, Warden, I've got to hear the life of Riley. Teal, T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it. T E E L. (laughs) Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. (laughs) Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T-E-E-L, teal. And just for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley in the life of Riley. Chester A. Riley is a man who loves his neighbor, or did until his old friend and fellow worker Jim Gillis moved into the house next door. To see how the friendship is blossoming, let's listen to a chat that Riley's having with Gillis over the white line that now divides their backyards.
2: Well, 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 if it ain't my old friend and new neighbor, Jim Gillis. Mowing the grass, huh, Gillis? Oh, no, no. I'm just running this lawnmower up and down to create a breeze for the whites. If you was me, Gillis, I'd let your boy Egbert do that mowing Oh, you don't say Mm -hmm. How's about minding your own business? Oh, excuse me, Gillis Guys who can't bring up their own kids give you advice Let me inform you, Riley My boy Egbert is a boy that used to work like a beaver That I believe, I've seen his two front teeth (laughs) Is that so? Mm. Well, ever since Eggmite took up loafing around with your boy, Junior, I can't get no work out of him no more at all. Now, listen, Gillis, no cracks about my Junior. He ain't no loafer. Why, right this minute he's working, making the hammock wider so as we can both lay in it at the same time. (laughs) He's a good son. Oh, yeah? I never see him mowing your grass. Used to mow it regular until a certain party that moved next door buried our lawnmower for one day and kept it six weeks... Tell me, how does our lawnmower run for you,
0: Gillis? (laughs) Well, since you asked me,
2: you ought to get this thing sharpened. (laughs) Look at them blades, all nicked up. Sure, they get nicked up the way you run over beer bottles in the
3: grass. (laughs) My
2: lawnmower wasn't made to mow beer bottles, Gillis. Your boy's dog
0: plants them beer bottles in my grass. And my wife, Honeybee, says to tell you to keep that mud of yours
2: out of our yard. We're sick of finding bones piled up on our porch. Big soup bones. With all the meat chewed off. Well, I'm sorry, Gillis, if you're that hungry, why don't you take the bones to the butcher and have them retreaded?
3: <laughs> Very humoresque. I like
2: my yard nice and neat. Yeah, well, then get rid of them tin cans. Eh, what tin cans? Them 10,000 tin cans piled up around your... Hey, wait a minute. Something wrong, neighbor Riley? This morning, them cans was around your incinerator. Now they're all over on our side. (laughs) What's the idea, Gillis? The idea is them cans got heaved back where they come from. Them ain't our cans. We never had that many cans in our life. Are you kidding, Riley? Like my honeybee says, some people is born with a silver spoon in their mouths, but your wife was born with a can opener and a hand.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now, just
2: a minute, Gillis. There ain't nobody can insult Mrs. Riley. Remember, she's the mother of my wife's children. <laughs> Gillis, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Oh, yeah? What are you going to do? I'll show you. I'm going to break my lawnmower.
4: Good morning, Mom. Hello, dear. Is Pop up yet? No, Junior. He had a bad night. He had kind of a run-in with Mr. Gillis after supper last night. Oh, gosh, I hope him and Mr. Gillis don't start fighting. Me and Egbert are pals. Well, it'll probably blow over. But don't mention Egbert this morning. Your father isn't in the mood. Oh, gee, I wanted to tell him something special. Hey, there's Egbert now. So long, Mom. Bye, dear. What's all the noise? <clears throat> Why, what
2: noise, Riley? People whistling and hollering and slamming doors when my head is splitting. Oh, Riley, don't be so grouchy. How can a man feel good with neighbors like we got? That Gillis. Morning, dumpling.
4: Why, you and Gillis were great friends. Yeah,
2: sure, till he moved next door. Before that, he lived on the other side of town. I never saw him, so I enjoyed his company.
4: (laughs) Now, don't start a feud, for heaven's sake. Just what's he done, anyhow?
2: What's he done? Well, take his incinerator. He not only waits till we're eating supper to light it, But he's got a stovepipe on top that shoots the smoke right in our kitchen
4: window. Well, that smoke is annoying.
2: So smoky in here last night that Junior jabbed a fork into my nose. He thought it was a meatball.
4: Now it's not that bad, Riley. And I just don't want any trouble with neighbors. I'm
2: laying for him. I'm going out in the garage. Garage? What for? There's a crack in the wall. I'm going to spy on Gillis. All I want to do is catch him in the act. Then I'm going to send him to jail. In a neighborly way, of course. (laughs) Something moving in Gillis' garage. Probably Gillis spying on me, spying on him. What a dirty trick. (laughs) Gillis, is that you? (laughs) Gillis, what happened to your voice? Holy smokes, a goat! <laughs> Gillis has got a goat in there! Wait till I tell Peg about this.
3: Peg! Hey, Peg! Hey. Listen, I
2: got him. I caught him red-handed. W- doing what? Breaking the law. Listen, Gillis is keeping a secret goat. A
4: secret what? Goat.
2: Goat. G-O-T-E. Goat.
4: <laughs>
2: it's hidden in his garage. Oh,
4: Riley. But don't be silly. You imagined
2: it. Listen, Peg, a goat ain't something you imagine. I seen that goat, I tell you. And when he seen me, he went back.
4: So what? All goats say back. Not
2: like this goat said it. It sounded like his own personal opinion.
4: <laughs> All right, so Gillis has a goat. So what? Heck, it's strictly unlegal. Now, why is it? People can have dogs and cats. Oh,
2: um, that's different. A dog is man's best friend. A cat is an old maid's best friend.
3: <laughs> but a goat ain't
2: got no friends. Except maybe other goats. Anyway, what good is a goat? Ooh, some goats give milk. Yeah, but it's like pulling teat. <laughs> goats. My favorite animal is lamb chops. I'll fix him. I'm complaining to the boy to help.
4: Now, you'll only start a lot of trouble. Look, why not go to Gillis and ask him nicely to get rid of the goat?
2: Uh, he ain't home. I seen him go out. Well, then go
4: talk to Honeybee. She'll listen to you. She'll listen to anything that resembles a man. <laughs>
2: Thank you for the compliment. But that ain't a bad idea, that. I'm very glad I thought of it.
4: Now, look out for her. She can twist things around till black's white,
2: you know. Ah, don't worry. That honeybee is a numbskull. And I'm just as smart as she is.
3: (laughs) Come back next week. It ain't
2: about the rent, Mrs. Gillis. It's Riley.
3: Oh, what a nice surprise
2: What do you mean, surprise?
3: Oh, I meant seeing you wear a collar and tie Oh, the next thing we know, you'll be getting a haircut
2: (laughs) Now listen, honeybee, leave my head out of this I come here to talk about a different point
3: (laughs) You see, what I want to say is kind of...
2: Kind of delicate
3: Delicate
2: yeah, when I seen your husband go out, I come right over
3: but is it is it something about my husband?
2: Well, yeah, listen, why don't you get rid of that old goat? <laughs> <laughs>
3: what did you say?
2: Get rid of him. What good is he to you?
3: Oh, you must be mad. I'll have you know that I love him and he loves me.
2: How can you love a face like that?
3: <laughs> it's
2: unsanitary.
3: Oh, how dare you? Get out! Get
4: out! If he were here right now, I'd have him kick you right out of this house.
2: Huh, I ain't afraid. I'd just grab him by the horns and his hind legs
4: and... <laughs> If you ever lay a hand on my husband, Your you... husband?
2: <laughs> hey, wait now. You don't understand. I didn't mean. your <laughs> oh,
4: Jimsy, is that you? Yes, darling. Oh, wait till I tell my Jimsy boy this. A fine friend you are, you wretch.
2: Hey, what's going on? Sweetheart, is this big baboon annoying you? No, Gillis, your wife ain't annoying me. <laughs> I ain't talking to you.
3: Oh, Jimsy boy, you came just in time. He called you a goat, and he said I ought to divorce you. Oh, he did, huh?
2: Honest, Gillis, I never brung your name up. I was talking about another
3: goat. <laughs> I think he's crazy. All he talks about is goats. You
2: got it, honeybee. The guy's nuts. Come on, beat it, Riley. Gillis, I'm giving you your last chance. Get rid of that Goat. What goat? What would I be doing with a goat? I don't know. Maybe you're going to skin him. I heard you bragging last week how you're getting your wife a new fur coat. Oh, that's
3: the last straw. Riley, get going.
2: If you don't do what I say, I'm calling the law. Call them in. Who
3: cares? Now get off of my property. I'll
2: go when I'm ready. Honey, hold my glasses. I'm ready. (laughs) And remember this, Gillis. I came here trying to make peace. I acted like a dove full of love, but you're acting like a vulture without culture.
4: (laughs) Hello? Oh, yeah, hello, Egbert. Yeah, I just seen Pop. No, I never got a chance to tell him. Well, he ain't in the right mood yet. I'll tell him later on. Well listen, Egbert, I can't just go up to Pop and say I bought a goat. Well I can't, that's all. I gotta break it easy.
3: <laughs> no, that's not
4: my father. That's the goat.
3: He's getting restless
4: down in the cellar. I gotta get him someplace else for a while. So long. <laughs>
2: Hey, did you hear that? Now it's right in our house.
4: Well, what's the matter? That goat,
2: that goat. I, I heard him in our cellar. I think I'm going to see.
4: I didn't hear anything.
2: Something went... Bah.
4: Oh, it's probably just Junior. You know how his voice is changing.
2: <laughs> Junior, you down there? He don't answer. Dump Maybe that goat got him. Goats will eat anything. Oh, Come on!
4: mercy. Well... I don't see any goat. Uh,
2: that's funny. I, I could have sworn to his... Was... Well, I'm glad. I, I certainly wouldn't want the board of health finding that, that goat on my property.
4: Say, Riley, uh, I wonder if that goat could belong to Egbert Gillis. Maybe his father doesn't even know about it.
2: Ha-ha, <laughs> but Egbert's a minor. A father is responsible if his son keeps goats. Boy, is that Gillis in a jam. <laughs> so,
4: you're going to the board of health?
2: Yep, like any good citizen order
4: good citizen. You're just doing it to spite Gillis.
2: Peg, I am not spiteful. I'm just doing this to get even. (laughs) But when the fella that's responsible for that goat gets what's coming to him, I'm gonna be right there taking it all in.
1: In just a moment, we'll see what happens when Riley tries to get Gillis's goat. Meanwhile, this is Ken Carpenter with a short spiel about teal. T-E-E-L, teal. The amazing liquid dentifrice. Here's something that may come as a distinct surprise to people about brushing their teeth. Often they can't believe that the daily use of toothpastes and powders containing harsh abrasives can grind cavities into teeth. Ugly gum-lined cavities so easily avoided by the use of teal. Here are the facts based on a nationwide survey by dentists. Out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. When gums recede, softer and less protected parts of the teeth are exposed. Those parts are 25 times softer than tooth enamel and are easily damaged by the regular use of a toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives. Therefore, the chances are eight in ten you are risking those ground-in cavities daily unless... The dentifrice you use contains no such abrasives. And what dentifrice contains no abrasives? Of all leading dentifrices, only teal can make this claim. Teal, a modern liquid dentifrice, cleans teeth with a patented ingredient. Protects teeth from ground-in gumline cavities as no other leading dentifrice can. Enjoy teal's refreshing flavor, its foamy action. The teal way takes one extra minute a week. Makes teeth look their sparkling best safely. So switch to T-E-E-L, teal, and follow directions on the package. Teal protects teeth beautifully. And now, back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Well, Riley started quite a feud when he accused his neighbor Gillis of illegally harboring a goat. But what Riley doesn't know is that the goat actually belongs to Riley's own son, Junior. And right now, our indignant hero is seeking help from his friend, Mr. Johnson, the city dog catcher.
2: So, then the Board of Health said they couldn't swear out a warrant unless I produced the evidence, which is the goat. So, the way I figure, Mr. Johnson, if you catch dogs, you can catch goats, right?
0: Well, I will tell you, Mr. Riley, I've never caught a goat in my life. It's kind of hard for an old dog like me to learn new tricks. (coughs) Uh,
2: pardon me, Mr. Johnson. Do you have a dog in your pocket?
0: Oh, no, that's just me. When I worry about a case, I get a catch in my throat. I'm worried now.
2: (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) Well... Mr. Johnson, why can't you catch this goat for me? You ain't afraid of dogs.
0: Dogs is different. I understand dogs. And they understand me.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I guess you talk their language. Well, if, if you can't catch them, can you give me a hint how to do it?
0: Well, let me ask a delicate question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the, uh, well, pardon the expression, uh, sex of the
3: goat.
2: Don't blush, Johnson. We're all men of the world. It's a lady goat, goat, but what difference does it make?
0: Well, it's important. See, one time there was a wild lady dog in Griffith Park. Big, beautiful blonde she was.
2: (laughs) How did you catch it?
0: Well, I got a handsome brunette boy dog, and I sent him strolling through the park. What happened? Oh, it was a beautiful romance. The wild girl dog called to the boy dog, at first from a distance, like this. Go on, Johnson. The boy dog answered like this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Soon they
0: met. It was love at first bite. <laughs> they lived happily ever after.
2: Mr. Johnson, you just gave me a great idea. I'll decoy Gillis's goat out in the open.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, tonight, you hide behind a bush and uh, sound out a goat's mating call.
2: That's what I'll do. Uh, listen. Bah. How's that?
0: Well, it needs more emotion, kind of. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, no, softer. Get more romance into it. Bah!
3: <laughs>
0: oh, that's wonderful, Mr. Riley. If I was a goat, I know I couldn't resist you. <laughs> <laughs> Yoo-hoo! Stop Oh,
3: Riley...
4: Riley, I'm so glad you're home. You know that goat? Yeah. It's up on the roof of our garage.
2: It is? Mm -hmm. Well, let me see. Yeah. Yeah, there he is. Now I got that, Gillis.
3: What are you doing? I'm phoning
2: for a witness.
4: I'll be your witness. (laughs) No,
2: no, no. You're my wife. I need somebody to believe. (laughs) I'm calling my friend, Odell, the undertaker. Odell's a perfect witness. Dignified, honest as the night is
5: Digger O'Dell, the friendly undertaker, at your service. (laughs) What? Oh, hello, Riley. What's the bad word? (laughs) What? You saw what? Yes, of course, I'll come at once. (coughs) Oh, Fern, my dear. Oh, Lily, Fern.
2: Yes, Digby?
5: My dear, I'm going out. My friend Riley says he's seen a ghost.
3: A ghost, Digby, anyone we know. (laughs)
2: Come right in, Digger I was waiting for you
5: And I always come Sooner or later (laughs) Greetings, Riley Now, where is this ghost you saw?
2: Ghost? Who's talking about ghosts? What I seen was a goat It belongs to Gillis
5: you called me here in the dead of night to see a goat?
2: Yeah, it was here, but now it's gone again. I-, I want you to be a witness so as I can get Gillis arrested. Oh,
5: Riley, why not love your neighbor? In my profession, we have a saying. The good that you do unto people will come back to you in the end. And so will the people.
2: <laughs> yeah, digger, but you never had a pesty neighbor like Gillis. Ah,
5: but I had a southern gentleman from Norfolk, Virginia, lived next door to my place of business. To tease me, all day long he kept singing the same song. I ain't got nobody. Well, how did you get even, Digger? Oh, I taught that southern gentleman a lesson. He stopped when he heard me singing my song. I'll carry you back to Old Virginia. <laughs> well... Farewell, Riley. So long, Digger.
2: I'm going to stay out here until that goat shows up again if it takes me all night.
5: Well, watch yourself in this night air. You might catch cold, and the cold can lead to pneumonia, and pneumonia can lead to... Well, I'll be seeing you, you big <laughs> still. <laughs>
2: Uh-huh. Uh, what's that?
3: <laughs>
2: He's back. That's coming from our cellar. Now I got him. Pop! Junior! What are you doing up?
4: Oh, I, I was just going down to the cellar.
2: Oh, don't do it, Junior. There's a wild goat down there.
4: Oh, you know about it, Pop? Know
2: about it? I've been tracking it all day.
4: Oh, I'm glad you know, Pop. Then it's okay for me to have it, huh?
2: Now listen, I...
4: Oh.
2: You do have it! Oh, Junior, you're all mixed up. That's Gillis's goat.
4: Oh, no, Pop. It's mine. I bought it. I'm going to raise him.
2: Junior, think what you're saying. I got the Board of Health after that goat. It's unlegal. And it's our goat. What a revolting development this is. <laughs> oh, that's the cops. Peek out the window, Junior. It ain't the cops, Pop. It's Mr. Gillis. Gillis. If he finds out we got a goat, I'll never hear the last... Listen... I'll skin down a cellar and muzzle that goat. You get rid of Gillis. Wait, Pop. Ah, uh, Junior. Oh, hello, Mr. Gillis. Junior, my poor boy. I seen Digger Odell's uh, vehicle out front, and I was afraid... Junior, where is your father? Where is he? He's down below. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs>
0: oh, I was
2: afraid of that.
0: I mean, so soon. He was in the prime
5: of life. Oh, poor Riley. My best friend.
4: I thought you was mad at him.
5: Me? I loved him like a brother. Don't worry, Riley, old pal. Wherever you are, old Jim will take care of your orphans. And your widow. (laughs) Widow? Who? Why, the widow Riley, your mother. A fine woman. But, Mr. Gillis... Poor Riley. How he's gonna miss me. (laughs)
2: Gillis, old pal Listen, I can almost hear his voice Gillis, I'm sorry for anything I said about you He forgives me From behind to beyond (laughs) Gillis, old pal, I got good news for you
5: I'm alive
2: You're alive? Yeah You're alive You (laughs) double-crosser If that ain't the tiniest trick I ever hate But (laughs) Gillis And what's that? My goat Your goat? Uh Aha, Riley You'll have the lore on me, will (laughs) ya? Now I got you
4: But, Mr. Gillis, what about Egbert? It's half his goat, too
2: That don't make no (laughs) (laughs) net What? If I don't have Yes, sir, Egbert's in on it, too and that means that you're just as responsible for the goat as I am, Gillis. Yeah, but, 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 but it ain't legal. What'll the neighbors say? Neighbors. <laughs> Who cares what they say? If there's one thing I can't stand, Gillis, it's a neighbor that complains about his neighbor. Well, me too. We won't stand for no interference. Am I right, Chester? Right. Why, Jimsy boy, when was you ever wrong? uh Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: You know, Riley,
5: it's great to be your friend again.
2: Friend? Why, you're like a brother to me. You're like a brother to me? Yes, Sir Gillis. We're twins. (laughs) And that goat is like a brother to us. That's right. We ain't twins, we're triplets.
1: Teal will bring back the Rileys in just a moment. All over the country, people are switching to teal, the modern liquid dentifrice. Why don't you try teal and see how much you enjoy this newer, safer way to brush your teeth? Yes, teal is safer. Safer than brushing teeth daily with toothpastes and powders containing harsh abrasives. For out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. That means parts of the teeth are exposed, which are 25 times softer than tooth enamel and brushing those softer parts daily with any dentifrice containing harsh abrasives, grinds in ugly cavities. Remember that next time you buy a dentifrice. Remember, too, that teal cleans teeth without abrasives. Teal cleans teeth gently, safely, with a patented ingredient. Therefore, teal protects teeth from such cavities as no other leading dentifrice can. The teal way takes one extra minute a week, makes teeth look their sparkling best safely. Just ask for T-E-E-L, teal, and follow directions on the package. Teal, the modern liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully.
2: to that goat, Peg. He's been buying all night. Why can't he go to sleep?
4: Well, your snoring keeps him awake.
2: <laughs> oh, I gotta get some sleep tonight.
4: Riley, now what are you gonna do?
2: I'm gonna stuff some cotton in that goat's ears.
1: and Gamble, makers of teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invite you to be their guest next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach Studios and is currently starring in 20th Century Fox's for Fredano. The Life of Riley is written by Ashmead Scott, Ellen Lipscott, and Ruben Shipp, and is directed by Don Bernard with music by Lou Kosloff. So until next week at the same time... This is Ken Carpenter saying goodnight for Teal. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley. And for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. Goodnight. night.
3: zoom,
1: zoom. zoom. The story of a girl who found the answer to her prayer In a soap called Ivory Flakes This maiden found her pretty clothes Gave up to twice the wear When she washed them all so gently in Ivory Flakes Sweaters and blouses, lingerie She soon discovered how beautiful they can stay Now they're lovely to look at And all it takes is that ever-loving care With Ivory Flakes Twice the worst. This is the National Broadcasting Company.